Hello and welcome to the Ishtar Collective podcast. The Ishtar Collective is a website dedicated to categorizing the law of destiny. You can find us online at www.ishtar-collective.net and on Twitter at IshtarCol. So let's get started. I'm Baxter, the founder of the Ishtar Collective. I'm Purple Chimera, the lead archivist at the Ishtar Collective. And today we are going to talk about the infamous warlock Osiris. So the first question is, who is Osiris? That's a very good question. I feel like there should be a dun-dun-dun Osiris. (laughs) We could do that. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So um, one thing that we know about Osiris is that he is described as being in exile. So what happened that led up to his being in exile? Hmm. Well, I think before we get into the exile, we should figure out who he was originally. We know he was a warlock mm-hmm. um, and that he wa- fought at the Battle of Six Fronts. Um, yeah. And that's probably the earliest reference in, in terms of the, the timeline of the law. That's really the, the earliest reference that we have to Osiris, that, that he was at six fronts. Right, and he was a huge part of that battle. Because of the battle at six fronts, Saint-14, everyone's favorite titan, I hope. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, Waning... That's true, Waning was pretty close. awesome. There yeah. are a lot of awesome titans. Yeah. But... Anyway, Saint Fourteen recommended Osiris to be vanguard commander, so he obviously had a pretty huge influence on the battle, and everyone thought he was pretty imperative. That's not the word I'm looking for. Instrumental. Yeah, I mean, I I think. Uh, oh, what is the? There's a word that I'm thinking of that I can't remember either. <laughs> he seems indispensable. You know, yeah, he seems like a really a really important. Oh God, my 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 vocabulary. <laughs> what is the word I'm thinking of? It's like confident, but not confident. Uh, let me just look in the thesaurus. <laughs> That's how bad things are. I feel you. I've had a lot of coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> this this isn't helping. Maybe it's not a synonym of confident. I I, I thought it was. Uh, okay. I'm just going to start this sentence again, because this is obviously a a complete train wreck. (laughs) Osiris comes across as quite a charismatic character, and that probably was evident at Six Fronts as well. You you know, like, um, you want the vanguard commander to be a good leader, to be able to inspire confidence in other guardians, and it sounds as though Osiris is the kind of character that that would, would achieve that. Yes, I agree. And he, even though he does get into being um, researching kind of weird things, um, he is often, at least people often pair him with Tolan when they're talking about famous guardians, especially warlocks. And they're kind of, to me, they seem like two sides of the same coin because they both researched things that were kind of crazy and got exiled. But Osiris had this huge following of guardians people really looked up to him and were inspired by him and toland was kind of like the weirdo guy in the corner talking about the hive yeah 
Yeah, I think I think that's really important to, to, to remember that. And that, that explains, as we know from the Osiris Grimoire card, which we are pretty confident is narrated by the speaker, um, Osiris did start looking at some fairly... He started researching um, certain topics that were considered taboo by the vanguard uh, and, and by the speaker. And he... Um, because of his massive following, that was that was seen as a really a big threat to the the future of of the tower. Yeah, and it's a little bit unclear whether he was exiled or if he just left. The official tower stance is that he was exiled, but he could have been like, "Fine, I'm leaving," and then the speaker said, "Well, we exiled him." Yeah, and that's actually something I was looking at the the Ghost Scan Court of Oryx. Uh, well, that's. With all the ghost, ghost scans, we've just had to come up with names because uh, we don't have the luxury of having a grimoire card or anything like that. So on the Ishtar Collective website, there is a ghost scan called Court of Oryx. And the, the final line from from um, our ghost says, uh, The output is consistent with my readings at the Shrine of Oryx on the moon. Osiris believed all of the shrines were connected and went searching for their nexus. I think we found it. Did I tell you Osiris never returned? Which to me implies that Osiris wasn't chased out of the tower. You know, the, the fact that he never returned is implies to me that, that he left of his own volition and decided not to come back. That's very true. That's that's a really interesting thing to think about when you we know that the speaker claims that he was that he exiled Osiris, which... Yeah. Hmm. So many things to consider. But, I mean, do we have any... Do we have any... I'm just having a quick look here. In the Osiris Grimoire card, which we which we believe is narrated by the speaker, and it would make sense because of the, the content of the card and the, and the way that it's written, um, there's not really any mention, as far as I can see... So it ends with, perhaps you are still out there. If this reaches you, I would very much like to speak with you, to hear your theories in your own words. Perhaps what drives a warlock to madness is truth. That Even that really implies that it's not so much an exile in the terms of the, the, the speaker has forbidden Osiris from coming back to the tower. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's an interesting choice of if the speaker had exiled Osiris, it seems strange that he would then say, "I would very much like to speak with you." That's true, but he also sent Saint Fourteen after Osiris. Yes, so I guess we're kind of we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit there, um, which is you know always going to happen because of the nature of, of cards like the Osiris Grimoire card. But uh, you're right, in the the Saint-14 card, uh, Legend Saint-14, where am I, there it is, what was I saying? (laughs) Saint-14, so we know that um, Saint-14 was sent by the speaker to Mercury, we don't know exactly what the nature of 
why he sent was was Saint Fourteen sent there to try to talk to Osiris? Was he there sent there to kill Osiris? Like we don't really know. It just Okay, so mm-hmm. we know that um, at the end, was it the end of the Battle of Six Fronts that Saint Fourteen was sent, or was it a different battle? I can't remember. Um, I don't think it was. Well, so I don't think that would make sense because obviously after Six Fronts, Osiris was installed as the Vanguard Commander, and then presumably he was Vanguard Commander for for some time. Um, and then he was, well, then he left the tower and, you know, went somewhere else. And then it seems like that would be the point at which the speaker oh, asked. Right, so Sorry. the Legend Saint 14 card is called Twilight's End, so I assume that it's Twilight Gap. That would make sense. Yes, it helps yeah. if you read the whole card. <laughs> <laughs> um, the end of Twilight Gap, Twilight Gap. Saint Fourteen kills the uh, Ke- fallen Kel, and then the speaker comes over the, his headset channel and says that um, he has word that Osiris was seen on Mercur- Mercury. So I kind of I kind of feel like we've jumped ahead a little bit. Because there's some other notes in before his exile, yes, you're and we're right. kind of talking about. All right, let's go back mm-hmm. and talk okay. about Osiris a little bit more before we get into Saint Fourteen. Okay. So uh, we were talking about Ghost Scan, Court of Oryx, but I mean that's maybe maybe we should have said something before that about why you know we 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 touched on it, but we didn't really talk about why he was exiled. Right, so he was, is, was, we're not sure, obsessed with the Vex. A lot of people put in, like, Osiris is obsessed with the Vex, Toland is obsessed with Hive, but I feel like the more you look into Osiris, the more it's about general concepts of light and darkness instead of being obsessed with one particular alien race. Yeah, and that's that's um, corroborated by the fact that uh, Osiris was also an expert on Oryx. And um, the first time that we learn anything about Osiris is during the mission Shrine of Oryx, where um, our ghost says um, he, he, he plays a message from Osiris which says every end crawls from the same pit rising from the schism to swallow matter light and life it will not be stopped but here it can be slowed the shrine of oryx must be destroyed yeah and given what we know about oryx from the taken king expansion that gets much more into the concept of light and darkness and also ties in the vex as well so that explains why he ended up going down that road yeah yeah so he was really interested in all things related to the darkness he was also interested in a lot of other subjects 
that that weren't really seen as as productive, such as uh, Thanatonautics, uh, Ahamkara Law, and uh, he was fascinated by Zer. This is this this is all information that we get from the the Grimoire Card of Cyrus. Um, there may even be some evidence that Kaba and the first Vault of Glass fire team were sent to the Vault of Glass, or at least encouraged, by Osiris. I don't know if I should mention that. I know Jamie, I think Jamie added this. He it's did. kind of speculative, but I think well, it's, it's reasonable. So, and I'm I'm upset because he didn't put in where, the card where he got that, and now I can't remember hmm. which one it was. But there was a card that said that Osiris was sending teams of Titans into the vault. Hmm. And that's where he extrapolated that from. Okay. That maybe it wasn't necessarily Osiris who said, hey, Kaber, you should go there. But if he's sending groups of, of guardians into the vault of glass, that would lead to Kaber going there eventually. So I'm just looking in Ghost... Um, sorry... In the Grimoire card, Osiris, um, on the one, two, three, four, five, sixth paragraph, um, the speaker says, This was your greatest crime. Hunters chose to pursue your visions instead of protecting refugees. Titans assembled teams to chase the legendary Vault of Glass instead of striking the fallen. And warlocks turned away from the study of the Traveller in favour of your ultimate obsession. Learning the exact nature of the darkness. Yeah. So. So I think we we might not we might not have any any strong evidence that Osiris sent them to the Vault of Glass, but it's certainly possible that he encouraged them. Well, in yeah. In the same way. Sorry. It's okay. Um, I just was saying when we were talking earlier about how Osiris was so charismatic and people were gathering around him and guardians were gathering around him, if he's really such an influential, charismatic guy, he starts studying the Vex. You know, anytime you study the mm-hmm. Vex, eventually you're going to get to the Vault of Glass. Yeah. Even it just in lore, even, you know, even if you don't actually find it. So he's like, man, I found this really cool thing. It's, it's supposed to be called the Vault of Glass, and it's supposedly it's on Venus. And then all of his disciples are like, that sounds awesome. Let's go find it. P- kind of brings us back to around again to his exile. Um, as far as like now we he's gotten deep into researching the Vex. The speaker is probably getting a little bit nervous because as you just read um, off his grimoire card, guardians are not doing what the speaker wants them to do and protecting people and the tower. They're off doing, searching for things that may or may not exist. Yeah. So next, what we know is that at some point Osiris leaves and we don't really know for certain whether or not the speaker explicitly asked for Osiris to leave or whether he issued some decree saying Osiris is banned from the tower, or whether Osiris just decided of his own... Volition. I was going to say volition, but I'd already used the word volition earlier, and I feel like you shouldn't overuse a word like volition. 
Well, not enough people use it, so I think you can okay. use it twice. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> or maybe Osiris decided of his own volition that he just wanted to get away from the tower, and maybe he felt that the vanguard weren't capable of achieving the results and, and discovering the information that he wanted to discover. We, we don't really know. There are a lot of possibilities um, but what we do know is that Osiris left and he went to Mercury, we think. Yes, there's lots of, lots of evidence that he was and or is still on Mercury, including information about this from the Queen. Um, well, first we have the trials of Osiris and the cult of Osiris that are at the reef, which we interact with, at least many people interact with, on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, and then uh, one of the rewards, of course, for, for um, winning um, Flawless in the, the trials of Osiris is a trip to the lighthouse. And from the grimoire card, the lighthouse... It seems quite likely that the um, at some point there was a cult of Osiris camp. Yes, and the and it was New Monarchy that sent a team there to ex explore the lighthouse. We're not sure why or how they got that information or why they went. Aside from investigating. Maybe they went flawless. Maybe. Yeah. It seems unlikely the three new monarchy guardians would go flawless. Hmm. That's, <laughs> that could get dangerous. I don't yeah, know any... Sorry, I don't mean it. <laughs> um, what faction are you aligned with? Uh, right now I'm aligned with future war cults. On my mm. Titan, who's mm -hmm. my main. I but think that's I, a wise choice. Yeah. I originally only did that because they had a gun I wanted a long time ago, and then I never changed. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, for some reason, New Monarchy sent a team there. Right. Now, I did just notice, on the Legend Saint-14 card, where the speaker sends um, Saint-14 to Mercury, um, he's, the speaker says, I have word that Osiris was seen on Mercury, the Caloris Basin. And then, um, in the Grimoire card, the Lighthouse, it's called Report on the Caloris Spires. So, that seems to add up pretty much that they're going to the same place. Mm -hmm. Um this is the last we've heard of Saint-14, so um, according to the tower, he's dead, but we have no confirmation of that, aside from the fact that we haven't heard from him ever again. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say it's a pretty obvious conclusion to say that uh, Saint-14 went to the lighthouse. That seems to be where their camp is. Yeah. So let's talk about the trials of Osiris for a second as themselves. So you have to go flawless to get to the lighthouse. 
there's a lot of speculation about that this is an issue about time travel because the Vex are so closely tied to time travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard people talk about the reason that Osiris wants you to go to have a team that goes flawless is because they're a team that wins in every timeline. Yeah, that's really interesting. Because we know that the Vex pull uh, situations from other timelines to get the advantage um, and the, the outcome mm-hmm. that they want. So if we have Guardians that win in every single timeline, then the Vex can't choose one where they win. They can only choose one where the Guardians yeah. win because the Guardians win across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's tied to, you know, there are so many uh, areas within Destiny around the device, around the, the Exo Stranger, around the Vault of Glass, um, that that hint at these alternate timelines. So that that's a really a really interesting um, angle on on why on why Osiris is so interested in people going flawless. And the quote from the Trials of Osiris card, I'm pretty sure it is, is. The cult of Osiris wants something. Whatever it is, it might be obtained through violence. The trials are a competition built to identify guardians who never lose. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Cool. But if we're so, going to take the well, sorry, if we're going to take the trials of Osiris into th- um, the lore, then it kind of brings up the question: Well, the trials of Osiris uses maps, crucible maps, hmm. that are officially controlled by the crucible and Lord Shax. So if Osiris is exiled, possibly dead, we are not sure, but according to the tower, um, don't you think it would be weird for Shax to let these people these Osiris cultists to use his playing field. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's a really interesting point. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a really good point. So uh, should I mention the artifact? Yeah, or go do ahead. Do you want to mention the artifact? Um, and that's, that's also um, kind of justified by that there is an artifact that can be won. Uh, it's a warlock artifact called Whispering Sphere that is a, a trials reward. And uh, the text, the flavor text on that item is, you can't be sure, but you think you've seen Lord Shaxx speaking into a sphere just like this one. So is Lord Shaxx in communication with Osiris? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, it certainly seems it certainly seems possible, and it's interesting because Shax has kind of grown a lot as a character um, in terms of his in- involvement. Originally, you know, he, he was, as he says, you know, I am the Crucible. He he was his only real. Um, we, we knew about his his involvement at Twilight Gap, but but really his his involvement in the daily life of a Guardian is he ran the Crucible, but. Since the arrival of, of Oryx, um, he's been instrumental in 
creating you know the the uh, the, the, the exotic swords um quests were were mainly um kind of administered by Eris and Shax which is it's just kind of interesting like why 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 Shax I mean I guess it's a um oh, this is such a tangent <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this I mean there, there there's a grimoire card um I can't remember which one it is now uh which I really like Rays Lighter the exotic sword Rays Lighter um, where Shax barges into a, a consensus meeting and um, basically is furious because the Vanguard are considering sending uh, forces to attack the moon, which we, which we can presume is the, the Mari Imbrium um, massacre. Right. And he's saying, you know, you, you, what about the swords... Did you read my report? You can't. You can't go up against them. And yeah, I just think it's you know, Shaq seems to be some sort of sword expert, which isn't really. Uh, it's not really clear how, where he where he attained this knowledge. Yeah, and I think we talked about that a little bit in in our first Code of Fire team ep- team episode. Um, yeah, we talked about the Ray's letter card and his involvement, but it's definitely really interesting that Osiris seems to be showing up in these places when not necessarily particularly relevant to Osiris, except yeah, in a roundabout way. Well, I'm not really sure this is at all related to Osiris. Uh, maybe it's not, and it's just a huge tangent. I <laughs> I don't know if we should keep any of that stuff about Shaxin really. Well, what I do think you the. Think? Con- I don't know. We'll have to see how how it flows. Yeah. I so think what, what were we? What, sorry, what were we talking about before we started talking about? Oh yeah, we were talking about the device and how Shax can. So I think right. I, I said something like Shax has grown a lot as a character. Yeah. So. So we know that Shax is in, um, has potentially in contact with Osiris from according to this artifact. Yeah, he speaks he's, into he's, a device that may or may not allow him to speak to with Osiris. That's kind of speculation. We are pretty sure that Osiris is in communication with the Queen. Yeah. So we can't say for certain, but it seems very likely that the Queen is in communication with Osiris. Uh, and one of the one of the the sources of information that leads us to believe that is the Queen's ransom card, where the Queen says, "Send a crow to Mercury, and another to our new friend in the tower." And from that, it, from from this card alone, we think that's probably um, the crow to Mercury is Osiris, and uh, the, our other friend in the tower is Eris. And following on from that, Ghost Fragment The Queen 2 talks about a meeting between the Queen and uh, two other characters. One of them a hunter, and we're fairly sure that that's Eris, and another one... I don't think the other one is ever described as a warlock, but... A man. um, Yeah, a man, and um, he is described as... So when the hunter turns towards the man, 
she flinches as if someone had shone bright light into her eyes. Um, and we think that this character is Osiris. And and the meeting between the three um, is regarding trying to defeat Oryx. Well, so so we, we think it's Osiris because of this, that one line. Osiris is often described as... Um, being always in radiance, that he's so bright he doesn't ha- even have a shadow. That's how bright he is. And uh, do we have a do we have a reference for that anywhere? Because I've heard that mentioned, but I'm not. I was kind of just thinking, do we have a? I don't know. I can't. I can't remember that ever being said anywhere. But I'm sure that it has been said somewhere. I just uh, googled. Uh, Radiance Osiris and one of the top results is a post which I guess is I think it's who who would win the, the post is who would win in a fight between Toland and Osiris and the top post is by Captain Kex okay. and he says there are theories that Osiris could have obtained a permanent state of Radiance but I can't really find anybody tying that back to any um, any actual like grimoire card or, or reference that I can see. But I mean, I, I was I, I've I've heard that before, and I I feel like uh, I've seen something somewhere. Okay, let's let's just con- continue on. I guess then. Sorry to. That's okay. And um, pull us out of that for a second. Um, yeah, so we're fairly confident that those three characters are uh, the Queen, Eris, and Osiris. And also, doesn't... Isn't there a reference to Osiris at the end, like, of the Taken King quest line, when the cutscene with Eris, when she takes the... When the sword crumbles. Do um, we have that transcribed yet? I think we do. Um, that would be the end of Regicide, I believe. So, Eris says, um, My queen, you were right. The guardian was the key. For the first time, the whispers are silent. It is done. And then Eris picks up the... Um, the crystal and she says I have accepted my fate I will not fail so there's no obvious reference to Osiris there I don't think okay maybe I maybe I'm just thinking about the send a crow to mercury line um, from the Mm. grimoire yeah but I mean I think that's I think that's fairly even you know even if we, if we if we don't have the the reference to radiance and if we don't have a reference from Eris, I still think sender sender crow to Mercury and the fact that this other character um where is it okay so there isn't an official reference to him always being in radiance it's inferred between that one line about Eris, the, about the hunter not being able to look at this man 
um, because mm. he's so bright, and also um, Brother Vance being blind. Okay. Okay. That people kind of infer that, and that when you stand around a Vance and he talks about, and you hear the things that he talks about when you're just hanging out, and he mm-hmm. makes a reference to, you know, being blind lets you lets him see better. Hmm. Okay. I kind of thought that Eris flinched when she turned towards Osiris because of his light with a capital L. You know, oh. not because he was not because he was in radiance, or because he was like like visibly bright, but because Osiris is has kind of become through his, perhaps through his study of the darkness he has come to understand the light in a way that most guardians don't. Well, it it could be both because the radiance uses your light. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So they're kind of the same in that way. It could be the strength of his power with using light and also literally being bright because of his mm-hmm. capital L light. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep let's keep going anyway cuz uh I guess we've spent a long time on that one <laughs> thing. Um so We've covered a lot of a lot of things here. We 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 know that he was in communication with the queen. His disciples are in the reef. Uh, what do we know about his disciples? Well, we know that there seems to be a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we know of only two, I believe, Brother Vance, and on the. Um, Disciples of Osiris card is a letter to Brother Vance from Sister Feora. We haven't met Sister Feora, but she's obviously a another disciple. Yeah. And that, that card's quite interesting as well, because it reads, My brother, despite all of Shaxa's work with the Crucible, we must accept that the Tower may never be ready to accept the trials. Which which does imply, I guess, it, it could imply that um, Osiris cultists and Shaxx are in communication. Um, it certainly seems as though the cultists admire Shaxx's work. They say despite all of Shaxx's work, which, which you know, to me implies that, that they think that he's doing good things. But even despite all of that, the tower are never going to be able to accept um, a, a, a competition run by the cult of Osiris. Yeah, and that brings up something that I just thought about uh, as you were reading that. The Crucible obviously pits Guardian against Guardian, and uh, as does the Trials of Osiris, and the Tower... If we go all the way back to the Osiris card, the speaker says that Osiris was getting guardians to do things he that the tower or the speaker didn't want them to do, not not 
protecting mm-hmm. refugees and things like that. So it's possible that the tower didn't really want to have guardians fighting each other, even if it was just to practice. Yeah, and and I think there's definitely some. If we look at the, if we think about the timeline, and obviously whenever we talk about the timeline in Destiny, it's not it's not the clearest timeline, but we know that Osiris was exiled, or that he exiled himself before Twilight Gap. And we know that Shax really, you know, he, he, after the events of Twilight Gap, he decided, you know, the Crucible is really important. There may have been some form of Guardian versus Guardian um, kind of combat prior to Twilight Gap, but definitely after Twilight Gap, Shax decided this really needs to, to change. We, we need to have better training for Guardians so that they're more prepared for for battles like Twilight Gap. So you're right, it's it's quite possible that prior to Osiris's exile, the Tower was not very happy about Guardians fighting other Guardians. Um, maybe because of the the you know the um the fallout from the faction wars. So it took Twilight Gap for the tower to say okay maybe maybe there is some benefit to having um guardian versus guardian and th- that's quite speculative it's but it, but it's a possibility i agree and i just noticed and how many times can you read a card and not notice something new every time <laughs> um that in the osiris card it says, I hear stories of Lord Shax meeting with fire teams of warlocks who have no shadow and never blink. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, this connection to Shax and the Crucible keeps coming up. I'm starting to get convinced that there, that Shax might be talking in, in to ca- Osiris. In cahoots? Yes. <laughs> They're in cahoots. In cahoots with Osiris. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. I'm just going to make a note of that. So, what next? What haven't we covered? I think that I think we've covered most things actually. Yeah, I think we've we've edged a little bit into speculation, and I think if we keep we going, we're going to go yeah. even farther. So let's move away from the speculation. Well, let's move away from. Okay, let me restart that. Let's move away from that speculation. And move towards some slightly different speculation. Um, two of the cards associated with the Cyrus are Vision Forty Seven and Vision Eighty One. Where are the rest of them? Mm, good question. So, what, one of the I, I really love Vision Forty Seven, even though I don't really know if it makes any sense at all. Um, I'll just read it out if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first comes in shadow. I got that wrong. The first comes in a shadow. A window becomes a door. An ebb becomes a gulf. The second comes in bones. Tithes offering feasts, carrying laws. A path torn, minds shattered. The third does not come alone. It cannot. Our truths woven into their being. Desires beyond our own. The first needs the second to fail. The third needs the first to succeed. 
The second will never cease, yet the first always prevails. The third is born of all outcomes, unless all ends flow from the same pit. Which ties back to the opening from the mission Shrine of Oryx, in which, as I said before, Osiris says, every end crawls from the same pit. Right. It's an interesting... I don't know what the connection between them really is. Um, and I mean, it, we, you know, we could... I feel like we could talk for ages about what does Vision 47 actually refer to? What is the first, the second, and the third? Um, yeah. It feels very hive-like to me. Yeah. I don't well, know certain- if it's just because of the Books of Sorrow. Mm-hmm. It, are kind of written in in some of them are written in poetry style like this, but yeah. I don't know. You're right. It's very mysterious. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, sorry, no. it's interesting as well. If we presume that the that the so the second comes in bones, tithes, offering feasts, carrying laws. That sounds very like the hive. Mm-hmm. Incredibly like the hive. Um, the first comes in a shadow, a window becomes a door, an ebb becomes a gulf. I really don't know what that could be, to be honest. Um, uh, I the thir- The third does not come alone, it cannot. Our truths woven into their being, desires beyond our own. That to me sounds a little bit like the Vex, but but that could just be me. I mean, the, but the fact that they cannot come alone. The the Vex is a is a like a. Um, we're told that they have a hive mind, which is maybe not the best term to use. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we're told that they have some sort of shared mind. Right. In which case, the. Um, the last two sentences, if we replaced the the first, well, if we replaced the second with the hive and we replaced the third with the vex, then it would read, the hive will never cease, yet the first always prevails. The vex is born of all outcomes. Hmm. You know, I mean, I wonder if the, if we were to say that the, the first were the, were the fallen... Which I don't know if is is fair or not. Okay. Then um, the last, the the la- not the last line, but the the two lines before that would say, the fallen needs the hive to fail, the vex needs the fallen to succeed, the hive will never cease, yet the fallen always prevail, the vex is born of all outcomes. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm with you on the Hive and the Vex being second and third. I don't know about the Fallen. I feel like no. the first is even more generic than that. Like it might even be the Light or the Traveler or something like that. Well, if it was the Light, yeah, that would be interesting. But that, but then it would say the Light comes in a shadow. So what if it was the Darkness? Hmm. So, but I mean, even then, I don't know, we don't really know, is the darkness an entity? I mean, you know, this is, this is 
kind of Osiris level stuff here. The darkness. <laughs> yes. So the darkness needs the hive to feel. That doesn't seem right. Who needs the hive to feel? The traveler. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Let's let's try that. I'm just doing a find and replace at the moment. Well, because if the if we're working off these these couple last few lines, the traveler needs the hive to fail because the hive are chasing the traveler. Mm-hmm. The hive are chasing the traveler, and so the traveler oh. wants them to stop doing that. And the vex. The vex needs the traveler to succeed. Which is interesting. Well, I guess that gets into what really happened with um, Blade Transform in the Books of Sorrow. Mm. I mean, even, you know, it's, it's yeah. It's all very circular. Mm. It is. I'm, I'm really looking forward to finding out, I mean, I don't know if we should have all of this in the episode, but I'm really looking forward to finding out what this card means. Me too. <laughs> Hopefully we will find out. Um, so there's also Vision 81. Do you want to read out Vision 81? Sure. This journey begins with doubt and ends in solace. One by one they fall and you realize you are alone. There in the shadow of night you see the world splinter, the darkness thrive. And you fight with more than your light. You use your pain. You remember its source, the way it gained its ground. But you never wavered. You never believed. You loved her. How couldn't you? Listen, that's her calling. You back. But you know now that this is where you will die. That's a cool card. Yeah. I really, I really like it. I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, I, there's, there's so many, there's so many um, good cards that just evoke a sense of mystery, and I, I really hope so much that we get some sort of explanation for the, the, the meaning behind this. Yeah. Who is her? Who is this her? Yeah. Yeah. Could also be the traveler. Yeah, it could be that the traveler is referred to as her in a, a number of places. Well, I, I guess I'm just thinking about guardians and losing their light. The light comes from the traveler. Mm-hmm. At least guardians' light comes from the traveler. And mm-hmm. if you you hear the, you know, that kind of sounds like you know God reference, right? God mm-hmm. is calling you. Um, back or you're trying to stay alive or trying to die and you're losing your light and you can't mm-hmm. hear her anymore or maybe you've traveled too far down the path of darkness and that's why you can't hear she's calling you back I, I think it's really interesting obviously um, the grimoire cards whenever I read a grimoire card the thing that, that goes through my head is what is the author of this grimoire card trying to convey? And the penultimate line in this card, listen, that's her calling, dot, 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 you back. What is the significance of that? 
Why would you break that sentence up? Well, my initial reading of it is that you're so far away and you hear someone calling, right? You hear a noise and you stop to listen and then you register that she's calling mm. you back, right? If, as if you're very far away from someone and you hear their voice, but you can't quite make out what they're saying at first. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what that hesitation is. That's an interesting point. I, I feel as though if I was the author of this card and I had wanted to convey that, I would have said, listen, that's her calling, dot, 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 calling you back. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And so it strikes me as odd, but I don't have enough information to draw any conclusions from that. I feel like that's the summary of this episode. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) We cannot draw any conclusions. Bungie, please give us more information. (laughs) So let's end this episode here. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit www.ishtar-collective.net to read the summary for Osiris and to listen to more episodes. And tweet us at ishtarcall with any of your theories or any interesting speculation that you might have about Osiris. Thanks very much. Bye.